The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, y'all? You're listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. I'm Megan Murray, and I'm joined today by a very special guest from across the pond. We have Brian Gaynor with um, UK Cowboys. How are you doing, Brian? Doing well today, Meg. Absolutely sweltering in the heat here in Ireland. It's 30 degrees. I have a red face. We don't have any AC, so I have a little desk fan here beside me. <laughs> so it, it, it feels like I'm in Texas. Well, hopefully you'll be in Texas soon. I know. Um, I know we're all trying to make that happen over here, at least. So you know. Yeah. You guys gotta follow suit with your travel guidelines and stuff. Get over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I know Paul from 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 our crew is um, desperate to get back over. He's he's. I think he's literally tweeted Joe Biden on multiple occasions saying, you know, <laughs> let's loosen up the restrictions. I want to go to Dallas. <laughs> hey, anytime they're ready, we are ready to have you. So come through. <laughs> so being yeah, a absolutely. UK Cowboys fan, you guys have a pretty solid crew over there. Like you have a bunch of yeah. guys working over we- there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um i was it's, wondering it's 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 crazy yeah i mean you guys are so fun like you do those like live streams and um i got to hop on for the draft one that was really fun and you you had a special guest join. yeah <laughs> i did i mean i think this i think that was almost right after we had you on and I was going, this is great. We've had Meg on. I can sit back. I can relax. And then for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, myself and Meg share a love of a certain. A certain Dallas Cowboy or a previous Dallas Cowboy. A, a certain previous Dallas Cowboy. And unbeknownst to me. Yeah. <laughs> who's still available. Yeah. But unbeknownst to me. um. Our, our sponsor, Barry, from the Cowboys Experience team over in the U.S., had rang Jeff and his wife, Paige, that morning, asked them were they available, and literally Jeff said, yeah, I'm there, I'm here at this certain time. And, uh, yeah, we had Jeff Heath on the show. I remember um, 
I had just gotten off with you guys and Paul was messaging me on Twitter like, okay, we have a big surprise for Brian. You have to like tune back in and watch. And I was like, you got Jeff Heath, didn't you? And he goes, yes. <laughs> so I was very excited for you. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to find I'll I, uh, I, I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm not going to lie. I totally fanboyed. Oh, of course. Yeah, I think I took a screen grab of that, so I'll have to post it um, for everyone to see yeah. what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And we have the YouTube link. The, the shows are still oh, yeah. up on, on YouTube, so tune in. It, it was fantastic. And in you that same... Had... Sorry, you guys had 24 hour... hours of coverage, right? Yeah, yeah. 24 hours. In that, in that same eight-hour period, we had... Uh, we had Drew Pearson, we had Stephen Jones, we had Meg Murray, we had Kelsey, uh, we had RJ, also from Blogging with Boys, and um, then we had most of the, most of the team from the Dallas Cowboys media team themselves. Like so, it w- it was great to see literally anyone we reached out to and said, "This is what we're doing." It was like, "Yeah, no problem. We're there. When do you want us? Let's check calendars." Like. I chanced my arm and sent messages to Stephen, to Jerry and Will. And literally, I got, a, I got an email from Derek in the middle of February. He said, did you send Stephen an email and ask him to come on the show? And I was like, yeah, I did. All right, okay, he'll be available at this time. I what? love that. I'm getting Stephen <laughs> Jones. <laughs> and um, like, to be fair, Will came back to me and said, he said, I would love to do the show, but it's literally, it's during draft week. It's Jerry, Mike and Stephen are the only people who talk to the media. But, you know, everybody, absolutely everybody we asked made themselves available. Couldn't believe it. I mean, we got to show you guys love like you show us love. So <laughs> yeah, it's all part of the Dallas Cowboys Very community. <laughs> mm. And that's the amazing thing is that like what, I think me and you've known each other about four years at this stage. And, you know, like literally it was, it was a case of he'd do something and it'd be you or me be going, post the picture, post the picture, get it up. (laughs) You know, but like. No, I was just going to say, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, there is, it's actually the creator of the meme is Dave Hellman. Um, But Hmm. it was, it's just Jeff Heath with a goat head on him because we call him the goat. Because he just always shows up right when you need him. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> He's the best. Um, yeah. So what do you guys have like planned coming up for the season? Are you doing any training camp coverage? Are you doing like reviews of hard knocks or? So literally we finished up our, our positional review show last week. So we've, we've gone through all the way from the draft all the way through. We were planning on t- taking a six-week break. And just it just kept going. Like we literally, we got to uh, special teams and coaches last week. And we're on, there's no point stopping now. So like the guys will be on in an hour and uh, going, yeah, they're going to start reviewing training camp and what news is out there. So we're probably going to go from training camp last year all the way through to the end of the season wow you guys you guys don't quit I love that (laughs) so okay obviously I was on the draft show with you guys I feel like you know 24 hours of coverage 
you probably went over every single um, out or no, what am I trying to say? Result of the draft, like known to man. So were you expecting Micah Parsons? Yeah. You were? No, no, <laughs> no not at all. Like, I didn't, I didn't foresee a trade back. Um, I knew it was going to be a case of if there was a cornerback available at 10. And then obviously Carolina and Atlanta both took, went corner ahead of us. And then it was, oh, it's got to be Micah Parsons then. And then we traded out. I was going, why are we trading? And then two spots later, we still get Micah Parsons. So it was, it was something we, none of us, uh, some of us kind of said, yeah, we'd like Micah Parsons, but you know, how will he fit in with Jalen, with LVE? We'd, I think Sean Lee had just announced his retirement and we are going, right, okay, one former pen, pen state linebacker for another. <laughs> but it was literally only when Nick Eatman, he dialed back into the, into the call after the pick was announced and said, yeah, like Parsons was the best defensive player on their board. That's who they wanted. But they were going to take a corner if one of them was there. So it made sense. Oh, I agree with you. I just, I was kind of like, are they going to go O-line? Like there was a little still something in the back of my head, but no, they went linebacker. So that was, it tripped us up. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I think like on our, on our show, like there's, there's Graham and Rich who love an O-line player. Absolutely crying out. And it's totally understandable because we get into it in a wee bit, but you know, the fact that we haven't restocked the offensive line with a first round pick in years that we're going second, third, fourth, even seventh round picks this year, it just doesn't instill a lot of confidence. You're going, where's where's my Travis Frederick? Where's my Zach Martin? That's who yeah. you want. Yeah. And I mean, today, we'll get into this in a bit, but today we did see the like, tra- or not Travis. Uh, Zach and Lyle and Tyron walk into training camp together and I got the chills. So <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Were there any moves that they made in the off season though, that like surprised you or made you excited? I think the signing of the off season wasn't a player. For me, it's Dan Quinn was our best addition this off season in terms of He's a hands-on defensive coordinator. You've seen him playing nose tackle in, in, in certain scenarios. He's talking to the players. He's instructing the players. He's not standing 100 yards away on a tower. He, he wants to be there with the guy, showing them what to do, how to do it. He's surrounded himself then with guys who know the Dan Quinn system in bringing in Keanu Neal, bringing in DeMonte Kazee. So that's, it's clever. But the draft then itself was predicated around getting Dan Quinn guys, getting guys with his measurables all over the team. And you could see it like he was getting six foot four cornerbacks with 84 inch wingspans. And you're going, holy hell, what is he doing? But, you know, they're the guys that play his system and that's what you want. Yeah, he knows what he's looking for. So that's always fun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay, so... Today was the first day of training camp. Um, it's also Ezekiel Elliott's birthday. And I saw that there was a yes. bunch of fans there singing him happy birthday. So that was fun. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. uh, what that, are you... that, that was great. Oh, yeah, it was so cute. <laughs> 
And then of course, um, you know, there's all the throwback pictures of him being posted. He was a very expressive child. So that was <laughs> always a good yeah. fun thing to come out of birthdays for Cowboys fans to check out. It, um, go ahead. it was great to see the one of them though, where he slimmed down by a hundred pounds from last year. Yeah. Okay. I literally I couldn't I believe that. I, <laughs> I missed when it was posted, but um, obviously as a joke, someone put out there a photo of um, Joe Looney wearing the 21 jersey with his like big belly hanging out. And then they put like, you know, Ezekiel Elliott now with his shirt off. And I, it was very funny. I just saw it yesterday. I don't know how I missed it, but <laughs> he's looking really good. Yeah. He's looking ripped. He's looking like he he's he's redeveloping his caught cutting ability, and you you kind of going yeah. I remember that Zeke Elliott in the first season where you know he was making a break and gone and through the gap, and he looks lean. He looks down down back down at that size, and I think the fact he he had a bad season last season, but. I think that's more pred- it, it was more based off him trying to take on so much with Dak gone. He, you know, he was trying to step up and be the leader of that offense. And rather than being Zeke Elliott, the explosive runner that he, that he was, he took too much on himself. I think that's a really good point that, I mean, I'm sure people have discussed this, but Kelsey and I haven't actually discussed that on here Yeah, He did take on a lot last year, even when they were trying to mix in Pollard and stuff, that's just a lot mm. on him. Cause he usually has his best friend, his uh, number one next to him. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I'll be excited to see him with Dak back. <laughs> the dynamic yeah. duo. I, th- I think everyone's going to be excited to see Dak back. Um, and just like that, I think by the end of today, I think we're going to be lit up with pictures and clips from training camp of Dak throwing the ball, Dak doing Dak things. And I think it's it's going to be when he gets on the field and has that first run at someone. And and you know the way Dak can just go straight over somebody. And, you know, for, for a guy who's a quarterback, he's built like a damn linebacker. Yeah. And I just want to see that first case where he puts his shoulder in and hits on, on a linebacker and puts them on their backside. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I've already seen, like, of course, we're doing this, uh, we're recording in the middle of practice right now. So we're, we're going to get some good stuff coming in. Um, you'll, you'll need to tune into the Ocho tomorrow morning to get more of a breakdown from today's practice with RJ. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of what you're, what you're getting at there is kind of what Jerry talked about yesterday in the press conference. Um, mentioning yeah. how, you know, the nineties leadership and he really wants to get back to that place. Like we all do. Um, and he yes. insinuated, you know, I'm not telling you that, um, Zeke is Emmett or that we have anyone like Michael Irvin, but we have someone that has that same drive and leadership and energy. And it's, it's hint, hint, it's our quarterback. So yeah, glowing words. <laughs> from jerry yesterday yeah it it is and like when when you like if you look back at any of those america's game from from that three super bowls we won literally the way everybody talks about troy aikman and 
Troy Aikman is probably my favorite cowboy of all time. It's the leadership and the calmness that he brought to the huddle. You know, like I think I think it was Emmett or uh, Michael Irvin that literally said, you know, the guys in the huddle were were saying, I, you know, give Emmett the ball. The offensive line guys want to give Emmett the ball. Michael was demanding the ball to be aired out. And literally Troy would put his foot into the huddle and everyone would shut up. And that seems to be the case now with Dak. It's you lead us, Dak. We trust you. We believe in you. And that's what you want from your quarterback. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I love that Troy Aikman is your favorite cowboy too. Yeah. It literally, it, it, it was... Like I started following the Cowboys in 88 and it literally was because of Troy Aikman. Like there was, there was three factors behind me following the Cowboys. It was Troy Aikman. Um, it was the Dallas state, the, the, the old Texas stadium. I remember seeing it in the old Dallas before um, when it was J.R. and Bobby and literally that fly over, over Texas stadium. And I was like, wow, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life I want to go to that stadium never got there but literally it's it's like that it's that story about Troy seeing that leadership that he had and you're just going like he looked like the typical all-american jock but he seemed to be the nicest guy behind it and that was like wow yeah That's so cool I I love that he like he really does represent that to this day um now he's you know in broadcast he's still but he still talks about football with that like same uh I don't know zest I guess (laughs) like from like being on the field in the 90s like that's he's premium obviously (laughs) Mm, yeah it's true well like if, if even if you throw it back to the guy before him Roger Staubach I mean the stuff that, you know, he has done for teammates in the past. I mean, Troy, obviously, as I say, Troy was my favorite cowboy of all time, but it's nearly hard not to have loved Roger as well because Captain America, you know, he was in the, the armed forces, went and did his tour of duty, came back and had a 10-season career and then went on and had a huge business career he looked after all of his former teammates. Like I remember hearing the stories about when Drew Pearson had his car accident, you know, when Charlie Waters lost his son, when Thomas Henderson was recovering from drug addiction, he looked after all of them. And he seemed to pass that on to Troy as well. You know, that you look after those guys and make sure they're okay. So I take it that when you started your fandom back in 88 and you really got into um, the Cowboys and Troy Aikman that you kind of went back and did a little history lesson. Is that what I'm getting? Yeah, not even that. It, it's it's in recent years, like because we literally in 1988, the only access we had mm-hmm. to American football was was a one game on a Sunday night, and it was at 1 a.m. But it's it's more since the internet era came about that like that we were able to watch America's team and you know see interviews with the players see inter- as I say see interviews with the likes of Charlie Waters with Thomas Anderson you got to get an ima- an image of who these people actually were as 
play as as men, not just as football players. Oh yeah. And you guys like to this day as a fan base in the UK are so dedicated. Like what, what time are you watching like a Sunday night football game? The Sunday night football game for us is 1am till 5am and having an hour of sleep and getting up and going to work. Oh my gosh. I think we're crazy over here. We're nothing like you guys. <laughs> no, no, are it's you, crazy. Are you all just like watching them at home? Um, or are you kind of getting together and watching them? Like how do, how does that usually work for you guys over there? So the funny thing is I've never actually met the rest of the team. I'm, oh, really? I live in Ireland. So I've never met the guys. So I've known Jamie since 2015 and I've never met him. And like that, the, the guys always organize one game a year where they go to one of the, the international games at Wembley and then now at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And I haven't managed to get across yet. And like that, I was going to go across for last se- for games last season. And then obviously the big C hit. Yeah. And no international games. I don't think there's going to be international games this year. And traveling to the UK, it's nearly on a banned list for us here in Ireland because of the amount of cases they have at the minute. So... I'm looking forward to eventually getting across to meet the guys and meet up because I'm based in Ireland. We've three of the guys are based in Scotland, two are based in Wales, and then we've Jamie who's based in the middle of England. So to eventually meet up with those guys is going to be great. (laughs) Yeah, you have to live stream that whenever that happens. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're banking on you being over for that. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, as soon as I can, I will get over there for sure. Yeah, I always forget, because... though, that it's hard for you guys like in Ireland to travel down in that area. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like the, 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 fun, the funny thing was, I saw Kelsey had a, had a post up today and she was asking about where she should go, about going to Rome, about going to Greece. I think she was looking to go to somewhere in Germany. And I was there like uh, Dublin, Ireland. <laughs> close the book yeah i'm thinking it's uh for there's a couple events that she gets to choose from for work i'm assuming that's what she Uh, ah very good but uh dublin's definitely like number one on my list so i'll be there you know i got my last name's murray there's irish heritage right there so i'll i'm I'm trying to come as soon as possible (laughs) actually my parents and that's the thing we know you can drink <laughs> my parents were supposed to go over uh before covid or like right when covid hit so yeah. they were very bummed yeah and this is the thing you being irish i know you're going to be able to drink <laughs> challenge accepted <laughs> yeah i'd say you'll probably drink me under the table but that won't be hard well, I know that the alcohol content's a little um, higher over there, so I don't know. I'll have to test the waters first, and then I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, I mean, I could talk to you about your experience as a Cowboys fan over there all day. Um, I mm-hmm. guess 
But to be more a little bit on topic, we'll go back. Well, I like to go back and forth. You, you can tell. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> um, I was just wondering, I feel like you guys have probably talked about this on your show, but what are you guys looking from, for from the team at camp? Um, like, what are you looking to see from them? Yeah, I, I think the, 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 the kind of key areas are the front seven of the defense. So it's seeing, firstly, are we lining up as a 4-3 or a 3-4 or a hybrid? And then who's going to line up where? Because obviously, Demarcus we saw today is on pop, but we all know Demarcus Lawrence is starting on the left side. So who's going to start opposite him on the right end? Is it going to be Randy? Is it going to be Terrell Basham? Is it going to be Brent Urban? You know, who's, who's that other guy? And then obviously, we all want a run-stopping defensive tackle in the team. And unfortunately, again, we saw today, Tristan Hill is injured and going on pop. And you're going like, you've been here for three years. You've started on pop. You got injured last season and you're starting on pop again this season. And you're just going like, can we rely on you? Can we can we keep carrying you like this? I mean, I think I've seen it from a lot of people suggesting that he's going to be a surprise cut at the end of camp. And he's a guy that needs a good camp. And now he's on pop and you're on. We can't make any determination about him. But it's like that. It's seeing what way Dan Quinn is going to figure out that front four. And then obviously flipping it back then is where he's going to play the linebackers and who he's going to play. Because Jalen and Leighton, we don't know if they're going to be on the roster for 2022. It's a possibility neither of them are there, and they have to show up. Mike Parsons is definitely going to be there. And then the guy that we talked about when we had you on the show pre-draft, and we said, he'd be a great pickup in the second, and we got him in the fourth. Jabril Cox from LSU. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I was very excited about that one, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing. Like, as soon as that pick came in, I was there. Yes. And then I was going, Meg is going to be delighted about this. <laughs> it's so true. Um, but yeah, I think all, all eyes are on the defense um, and Dan Quinn right now. So you make a mm. perfect point about that. Um, it's It was such a hard it's been a hard couple years watching them try to figure out what their identity is 
Um, and yeah. now they seem to have a leader and on, on uh, as a coach, I should say, because they have D law yeah. obviously as a leader, um, on the team, mm. but, um, yeah, just going from the last couple of years to this year, we're, uh, expecting big things from them. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say we're expecting huge things from him. I think it's, it's, it's about normality. Like we, like with Rod Marinelli, we had the orphans and, you know, he got them to a middle of the road defense and then he fell off in the Chris Richard two years. And then we all saw what happened last year where everything fell asunder. Like if Dan Quinn can come in and make this a middle of the pack defense this year, that, you know, 16 to 20 ranked defense. We have the offense who can win you games. It's just being that bit better on defense can can push you from a seven and nine record up to a 12 and five record this season. Oh, definitely. You put it way more eloquently than me. I'm saying like, if we can not turn the ball over every two, or like turning the ball over is a good thing on defense, but not like fumble yeah. and like screw up every two seconds on defense. Like that's a big thing for me. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. And like, I mean, we didn't help our defense a lot last year. As you say, fumbles, like I think what Zeke fumbled three times against the Bengals um, and put us in a hole. We were lucky Dak was able to bail us out, but it's, it is, you're right, the key was we didn't get turnovers from the defence until nearly the end of the season. Like I think Tr- Trayvon Diggs had the most interceptions with two last season. Two interceptions, like that's pathetic. Good. Or it's, it's a start, you would hope, at the beginning of the season, but not like throughout the whole entire season. That's just crazy. They yeah. could not put together a comprehensive so you- um, like play on the ball to save their lives last year. No, no. And like they couldn't stop the run, which which pushed everything back a level because they were getting through the defensive tackles straight onto the linebackers. And as we say, Leighton wasn't there for half the season. Sean Lee wasn't Sean Lee. And Jalen was running around the place, not knowing where he should be because plan always was last season was Leighton was going to play the mic. He was going to be the leader on the defense. And Jalen was trying to cover for absolutely everybody and covered for nobody at the same time. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see what they do with the linebacker core because mm. they, what was like the blind leading the blind last year. So yeah. Mm. Adding Michael yep. Parsons in, he's already like, he's already fun. I was a little skeptical mm. of him, yep. but he's already come in and had like brought a lot of energy and like he's already uh, yeah. like ready to go. He's been working out all the time. All he puts out is like workout content and just like being goofy. Yeah, and beating Mike and beating Mary Cooper's ass with chess. <laughs> yes, I really do hope that <laughs> that they um, <clears throat> show some of that in Hard Knocks. We'll see. Um, yeah, but he does play yeah. often. Yeah, he, do, he does. And like, for, for me, that kind of shows, a, like, it's a level of intelligence within a person to, you know, to be, to be able to play chess. It's very strategic. And for a, a linebacker to play like that, like you're going, okay, this guy just gets it. He's going to know 
and have that ability to tell guys, this is where you're supposed to be. Go half a step or go a step to the left or right and pick up assignments. Like you have to be able to, to strategize and go, right, if I do this, I'm setting a trap and this is what he's going to do in response. And that's good. But another part of what I liked about our draft this year was we picked up guys with attitude. <laughs> like Parsons, he's not afraid to back himself. Kelvin Joseph is not afraid to back himself. You know, and it, 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 I think, I don't know if it was Dan Quinn said it or if Jerry said it, but it's dogs. We need dogs on this defense. And they went out and got them. Yeah, no, they really did. I think um, I'm excited to see how, if they like have some sort of attack plan, like if maybe we don't get hot boys back, maybe we get some sort of like dog pound or not. I mean, that's, that's Cleveland. We'll have to think of something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, I guess with, they could be a wolf with, pack. Don't worry. Could be a wolf pack. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Don't worry. We'll come up with a pun before the season starts with, <laughs> with a name for this team. Between all of us combined, I'm sure we can come up with something good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So what are you looking for, for the offense? Um, I mean, I guess we're all kind of just looking to see how Dak's going to do returning back after that injury. Um, and I know yeah. Blake, we are getting Blake Jarwin back. So that's super exciting, but is there anything you're looking for yeah. in terms of scheme or? I, where I'm interested is the O-line. It's like, we have the skill guys behind we have Dak, we have Zeke, we have Tony, we have our three receivers, we have our two tight ends. But it's making sure that the O-line is actually functioning. Because if you have that O-line functioning and you have Zach Martin opening up the huge holes that he can, and if Tyler Biadish can start playing like the centre he can be, boy, they could be unstoppable. But it, it's trying to see, can Biadish be that guy? Because I, rem- I, I remember watching tape of Biadish before he came out, and a lot of people had him ranked as a first-round guy. And then he got injured in the la- latter half of his last season in Wisconsin, and it dropped him down the board. I was a, He was a four-time pickup who I was excited to get. But he obviously had his issues where he was not snapping the ball correctly to Andy Dalton. And... You know, that ended up that Joe Looney came in and started playing centre. But it's it's for me the, the two positions are your left guard and your tack or your centre and who plays there and how they play there because Conor McGovern is there as well. He's in season three. He he needs to make a case for himself because Conor Williams is out of contract next season. They're not going to be able to afford to keep him. McGovern will be going into a contract year. They don't know what they have. And Beatish is there and you're going, we don't know what we have. So it's trying to figure out those two positions because we know what we have in the two tackles and Zach Martin. Yeah. And it's a matter of like how the depth goes as far as like, God forbid any of them get injured. Um, how can you put together a line that's still cohesive? So it'll, yeah. Yeah. Watching Tyler will definitely be, um, a key thing to pay attention to in the training camp. And uh, I'm yeah. really interested to see what they do with Tony Pollard. Yeah. Like 
I, I, it'll be interesting to see if they go with the 20, 21-man personnel and try and use both of them. Because if you, if you, we all know what Zeke is and what he can be, and he can be a threat out of the backfield. But if you have, say, that three-headed monster of Tony, Zeke, and then Dak, who can all run the ball, and the two boys can catch the ball as well, and just if they can mix it up and get those guys involved in certain spots what kind of havoc is that going to wreak? Because you have to have an element of surprise within the team. You can't just rely on having it's right. Zach is going to open up the hole and Zeke's going to run through it. You have to mix it up and match it in and just how they do that. Because what Kelmore is going into his third season as the offensive coordinator. And, you know, he's got to be learning as well. He's, he's developing his style. And what wrinkles is he going to add into the playbook this year? Because he's going to have to add in some. Yeah, I mean, they always talk about how creative he is. Let's get something weird going out there. <laughs> yeah, just just so long as he uses Zeke in the red zone. Because it was the one, his one Achilles heel last season was he tried to be far too cute in the red zone. That, you know, he'd try and throw it, and he didn't have a receiver who could go up and get the ball. He didn't have a Des Bryant that you can throw that back shoulder fade to. Now, maybe this year with Dak back, with um, with Lamb a little bit better. And the one guy I think who I'm excited about is Simi Fahoko. He's seeing yeah. what he can do because he's a big guy. And if he can be the guy that they can use in those red zone situations and, and be that guy for a back shoulder fade. Oh yeah, I, I'm definitely interested in um, watching Simi too and seeing if he can like uh, at least like get a couple um, throws here and there. We'll see. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because I think it's it's kind of one of the things we were going to say. Who who are we interested to see in training camp and guys that are are potentially on that bubble for going. And I think for me, Cedric Wilson is one that's in huge danger because Fahoko can do a lot of things. He's also a lot cheaper. He's almost one and a half million cheaper on the app this year than Cedric Wilson. So can Simi do it on special teams as well? That's where he's going to earn his earn his bread this year. Yeah, special teams is going to be also. I mean, we got to look out for everybody, right? Like the, we want to see what everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. We want to know um, how the whole team's going to um, approach this season, but special teams as well is going to be, that's always something that we've kind of struggled with. I always, when we're fixing to, you know, um, run it back and all that stuff, I'm always like holding my breath. Like, what are you going to do now? How are you going to mess this up? (laughs) So. (laughs) Yeah. And like, it's, it's great. Special teams deserve a little bit of love and like, we, we had our show last week and we went on for an hour and 45 minutes. We didn't even know we'd gone that long. <laughs> and this that was just talking more or less about the special teams and the coaches. And we were going like, you know, what are they going to do? Because I was saying, like, obviously with Bones Fassel, we, we have Greg Zerline, his former yeah. kicker, Jake McQuaid, his former mm-hmm. long snapper. And how long is it before he goes out and looks to get Johnny Hecker in here as well? probably wouldn't be any time at all if, if the way he's going yeah. yeah but like that it's it's a case of when you know 
what wrinkles is he going to add? Because he's he's been inventive. He's he's definitely used things, but you don't want to see him trying to run a sneak on fourth and ten. Oh God! And and people can listen to this on your uh, YouTube at is it just youtube.com slash like UK Cowboys? Uh, UK Cowboys fans TV. Fans TV. All right, perfect. Yeah, I, if you want to get some in depth insight to how this is going to go down this year. Sounds like they went on for a long time about that. And you, you got to check it out. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that plug right there. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So as far as what, as I'm trying to keep an eye on, like what's been happening today. Um, and mm-hmm. let's see, we got, um, the Hard Knocks crew, that was something that I was interested in how it was going to um, affect like operations and stuff. Looks like they only have yeah. about two to four people out there. Um, yeah. Getting, yeah. So they're kind of staying back, which is nice. W- what did you think of the Hard Knocks news when you found out? It's, it's, it's a case of they need a boost. So you go to America's team and you say, we'll put John. Jerry Jones is not going to say no to, to, to free advertising. He's going to oh, lap yeah. that up. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a case of who's going to be the stars of this season's hard knocks. Will it be Jerry? Will it be Dak? Will it be Zeke? Will it be Micah Parsons? Or who's a guy deep on the roster, you know, that, that, that you're going you're gonna to end up rooting for? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually tip a guy that we might see something from, and you're going, you're gonna be happy about this because it's a safety, Tyler Coyle. Okay. Yeah. Hey, undrafted, you know undrafted free agent. <laughs> we always need to give the safety some love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do a hard job, and they get no love from the from Twitter at least. So. <laughs> yeah. They get no love from the front office either. Oh, especially the front office. Yeah, they don't even get drafted from the front office. They have to get like a phone call after the draft. <laughs> yeah. Man, um, I'm hoping to see a little like Randy Gregory too. That would be a good guy to follow. Mm. Yeah. I, I, he, he'll be one of those kind of pull at your heartstrings stories. Yeah. Do you know, but I think to be fair to Randy, you've heard nothing this offseason about Randy Gregory, which is fantastic to hear. He, you know, he's a guy who is very likable and every one of his teammates roots for him. Like I, I think I remember hearing a couple of years ago um, when he was when he was, you know, put on the, on the he was banned and he, he had guys like Witten, Romo, Dak, Jeff, the the offensive line guys, they all wrote letters to Goodell and saying, it's wrong that you're keeping this guy away. This guy needs to be with us. He needs to be around the facility. He needs to have structure in his life because when he doesn't have that structure, he goes off the rail. So I think it's going to be a great thing to see him in that environment where people give a damn about him and are not trying to feed off of him that, you know, they just want their teammate to do well. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I know he does prefer to not be like the center of attention, but he has such a compelling story yeah. that um, 
I don't see how they can't give him a little, little spotlight. <laughs> yeah. They will give him some love. Definitely. Yeah. I think, and as you mentioned, I think right now, Jerry is trying to be the star after that press conference yesterday. <laughs> oh my goodness. Did you see the Switzer story? The Switzer story? No. What yeah. I miss. Oh my god. <laughs> so basically J- Jerry was Jerry he was obviously he was talking about Jimmy Johnson and the fact that Jimmy is going to go into the Ring of Honor as right. soon as possible. But he was saying that uh, when 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 he called Barry about becoming head coach and he brought Barry down to Dallas and uh, Barry Barry said to him he said where's Jimmy Johnson at? Because Barry had been the coach of Jimmy and Jerry when they were in Arkansas and won that national title. And Jerry was there, he's gone. And no, no, Jerry, where's Jimmy Johnson at? Where is he? I want to talk to him right now. And like, he's there. No, no, Barry, Jimmy is gone. And it was like, I want to sit down. I want to sit, sit him down with you and tell you what an A you are, <laughs> you know, and how did you guys both this up for everybody i don't know how i missed that part of it i did see the jimmy johnson yeah. like he was kind of feeling like guilty about that as he should but yeah. man yeah barry tell him yes barry was on this from the get as were i think most cowboys fans yeah. <laughs> goodness yeah. yeah he was you know just dropping f-bombs and like um Telling all sorts of, yeah. he was spilling a lot of tea, as we say over here. I don't know if you, that's a yeah. common phrase over in the UK. But yeah. No, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was spilling a lot of tea. Yeah. But I think one of the, one of the nicest things I saw out of that whole thing, though, and I think it was, um, I think it was Jane Slater picked it up was that Jerry went to see Clarence Hill before he went up on stage because I know Clarence's mum passed away and he hadn't seen Clarence since that had happened. You know, that you know the people actually get to see a side of Jerry Jones is a human. He does care about people. He's not an absolute megalomaniac. You know, that there, there is that human touch there with him. Yeah, I'm, I'm not usually one to uh, feel bad for billionaires, but... When he was getting a little weepy, I felt kind of bad for him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But on the same token, I was like, I feel bad for all of us, too, for having to put up with this for so long. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, that, like, that's, that's the funny thing at this stage. I would say Stephen is sitting there going, when are you going to leave the building? (laughs) You know, I, I want to be able to run the Cowboys when I can actually re- remember running the Cowboys. Do you know, I mean, we all know de facto that Stephen is running things, but, yeah. you know, it's it, and he's running things with Will McClay, but it's trying to keep that leash on Jerry and, you know, keep him from saying something stupid or something dumb or make a dumb decision, you know, and I think they, they're, they're almost there at this stage. I think if we could win another Super Bowl, that would say Jerry would just ride off into the sunset with that. Probably, yeah. And then if you, if uh, Stephen, whatever that does happen, then you have an in with the new GM and owner of the team. So 
There, there we go. I mean, <laughs> as I say, I, I, I still have his, his uh, personal assistance information and she has told me I can call anytime I like. So... <laughs> See, that's a that's a relationship you got to keep like keep her happy over there. Yes. <laughs> You're going to get the VIP treatment whenever he's the owner of the team. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> well, speaking of which, I need to know your um your most treasured Cowboys memory and also like your worst one because that those usually go hand in hand. Yeah. I suppose my most treasured one, yeah, look, we've, we've, we've touched on it already. It was the Jeff Heath on draft night. It was like, oh, my God, how has <laughs> this happened? You know, like, ultimately for years, like, in Ireland, there's a couple of teams who dominate. The Packers, the Patriots, the Giants, and the Bears. There are very few Dallas Cowboys fans. So when I managed to reach out to the guys in the UK and got – got to know them that was great and then it's like that it's been chancing your arm with things and like that you know I chanced my arm with Stephen and got it chanced my arm with Will and he you know he messaged back and that's that's the amazing thing is you get to meet people and as much as as much as it's great to be having in with them it's great to also have an in with people like yourself Kelsey with RJ, you know, all the other content creators out there in America who do as a, a much better job than we can ever do. But you all give us the time of day. You all want to help us out and grow the game. And that's like that. That's the amazing thing is that you have people like that in your life. Well, we love having you. <laughs> it's always fun. You guys could like um, talk for hours and hours, obviously, which is just the best to listen to. Yeah. It's true. It's true. We could. If if I was to pick out a, a, a worst moment, I think it was definitely, it was losing the night four NFC championship game and losing it after eight minutes because that, that, that was one of the games that was always on. And I remember like what I was 13 at the time and being absolutely devastated. And then we came back and what I think we lost by 10 points in the end. And like, it was it was right down to the wire and just that sheer devastation because you knew we weren't going to do the three beat, you know, that no team had ever done. And it was just like, oh man, I can't believe we're not gonna do it. And I'd, I I had a couple of 49er friends at the time and the abuse I got the following day at school, and it was like oh. go away. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just that's that right there is the reason why we will always hate the 49ers and people need to stop yeah. forgetting how much we hate them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the forgotten rivalry within the NFL because for 10 years, the Cowboys and the 49ers was the biggest thing going. It was, it was so intense. They hated each other. I mean, Jerry Rice threw a punch at someone. <laughs> in one of those games and Jerry Rice was one of the nicest guys in the NFL but he was throwing punches at people yeah and I feel like obviously it's what have you done for me lately who is making me mad now and it's the Packers or like our NFC East rivals but let's let us not forget where we came from and that is hating the 49ers <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> 
Perfect. Well, I'm so glad you came and joined me today um, while Kelsey was out this week. It was nice to have you. Absolutely. As we say, it's always great to get chatting to you and, and rather than just over messages or anything like that, get to actually have a good, good, proper chat with you because like that, we've, we've had you on a couple of times, but like it's, it's great to have had the time with you today. Oh, well, tell the people where they can find you and uh, harass you about all their Cowboys takes. So you can find the UK Cowboys. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We have a YouTube channel where we do our podcasts each week. Um, we also have links to that in our, in our Twitter and Instagram feeds as well. Our podcasts are downloadable on um, iTunes, Spotify, all those kind of major streaming services. So we are there. We're out there. And you can get in touch with us. And they can find you on Twitter at Brian Gaynor, right? Uh, I think it's at Gainer, at Gainer Brian. Oh, Gainer. Okay, there we go. You go yeah. find him. I'll tag yeah. him as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so <laughs> glad you came and joined us. You can find us next week. Um, Kelsey and I will be back um, reviewing what have all the craziness of the week, uh, weekend week, and all that good stuff of training camp. It'll be a good time. You can find us um, at. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, um, all the crazy apps, we're all there uh, blogging the boys. Yeah. Um, make sure to listen to, I know we had a lot of good shows this week um, with RJ on the Ocho. Um, the, the guys uh, at Royaled Up did a good job of talking about the Jerry Press Conference on Wednesday. And I know um, Talking the Star and all those guys, they got got you covered for anything you may be wondering about. Anything you want to talk about for the Cowboys, we got you covered. Um, so join us on Blogging the Boys and we'll see you next week. Oh, and uh, would you like to leave the people with something special? Dallas forever. Philly for never. For never. That's right. <laughs>